Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn doing what they do best. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. Point to Kuzhov. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. That is a slash. They couldn't have crushed a grape. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. I guarantee you whoever said that lost the game. David Pasternak from David Krejci. And the Bruins win it in Sundance. <laughs> Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. Good to be back, Tyler. Good talking to you. Uh, it's really good to be back, man. It's been a lot of months. We, I've really missed hockey. Have you missed way hockey? Too long. Yes, absolutely. Way too long. Uh, I believe the last show we recorded was somewhere in the March 10th or 11th area. Yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was during like the ban lift in, ho- in hockey, I believe. Yeah, as right as everything was shutting down. So we really haven't yeah. had too much to talk about, unfortunately. So heading back in, um, the NHL and the NHLPA went back to the bargaining table and they had to sign a new CBA because obviously this is all outside the realm of the normal CBA. And they ended up signing one through 2026. And that includes going to the Olympics in 2020 and 2026. What do you think about that, Tyler? It's really good. I mean, a lot of players can get to have a really shiny moment in their career that they really never expected it could happen, and good for them. Yeah, I think there was a lot of players last time who were really upset about it, um, said they would just go anyway, and they would threaten to be, well, the, the, their teams and the league said they would be suspended because they're under contract. So uh, I believe the Olympics is something. It's a good way to grow the game. I thought it was foolish that they didn't go last time, but uh, definitely a good way for them to grow the game, and you know, I'll be looking forward to seeing them, uh, everybody on the world stage yet again. So out of the collective bargaining agreement came the return to play. Uh, two hub cities, one in Toronto for the East, one in Edmonton for the West. And real live games start uh, Saturday, August 1st, but they started yesterday. We are recording on Wednesday, July 29th, and they started yesterday on the 28th. And there was a good game that ended in overtime between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Tyler, you yeah. said you watched most of that game? Most of it. I watched between the first and second period. Um, so during, before the game, uh, players actually stood together in a stand against racism. Like, so like, you have Sidney Crosby standing next to Claude Giroux. It was a really incredible moment. I got yeah, I saw it. that. And were they all holding something or was that just baseball who did that? It might have been baseball. Did it? I think they were just holding their sticks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, 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 did, and, I did um, see them all lined up, you know, Philly, Pitt, Philly, Pitt, Philly, Pitt. It was definitely yeah. a good moment for all that. Yeah, I saw one of the Flyers players, uh, Provorov, during the uh, Star Spangled Banner, I believe. He was just looking at between his two players. Really <laughs> funny moment. It also shows you that uh, they don't really mean it during the game. Yeah. As humans, they do, but during the game, they want to hit and kill each other. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> they I mean think, business. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the game. It's their sport. Yeah, it's their profession. They, uh, they take it serious. And inside the game, there are rules. You're allowed to hit the son of a bitch, so hit them. Also, yeah, by the way, we'll talk about it later, but in one of the games, someone actually dropped the gloves. Already? Yep, already. 
Nice. In this, well, it wasn't in the first day because it was only. Oh, it must have been today then. Yeah. Must have been today. Yeah. I saw I, it on Sportsnet. I unfortunately don't have NHL Network anymore. Uh, I'm really cheap and just decided I couldn't afford it, especially when hockey went out. So I'll be yeah. catching most of my games either through the papers or uh, on and, uh, NBC Sportsnet. So if they're on the NHL network, I'm sorry I didn't see them. I just did my best to read about them. Yeah. Uh, other games yesterday: Toronto four to two over Montreal, Edmonton four to one over Calgary. Uh, we can. I want to jump to this game just because I I read that they did a nice tribute to Colby Cave. Of course, for anybody who doesn't know, Colby Cave played on the Bruins for a couple of seasons. Was in Providence. Uh, he unfortunately died uh, in April. He had. Uh, surgery to remove a cyst that was causing pressure on his brain. I got this off of an article by Tim Campbell on NHL.com. They did set up a Colby Cave Memorial Fund uh, for mental health initiatives and underage children. Um, it's, it's too bad. The guy was only 25 years old. He, you know, he had a little cyst that they didn't think it was going to be. Yeah, he was a talented hockey player. I know a lot of the players were really – shaking by his death because they actually played with him. They knew him really well. He seemed like a very nice guy. I know yeah, Connor McDavid was one of those people. I haven't it's heard anything sad. bad about him, so uh, yeah, I've heard player. nothing but nice things about him. Edmonton had a uh, playing for Colby exhibition where they all wore his jersey, uh, blue and white, So the other day. So they're really, they're really missing that guy up there, and it's again, it's just too bad. Yeah. So, all right, now let's get to our team, the Boston Bruins. They finished, they end up winning the President's Trophy. David Parstenach uh, shares the Rocket Richard Trophy with Alexander Ovechkin. What was it, 48 goals for the two of them? Yep. But, you know, Parstenach, he's made some news over the last couple of days we'll get into. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know what's going on, how it's working, there is right now they're in some exhibition games just to kind of get warmed up. And then next on Saturday, the 1st of August, they will be starting the round robin for the top four teams uh, in each conference. Boston will be playing. Is Toronto or Columbus they will be playing? Yeah. They, because Toronto start... and Columbus will be playing in qualifying rounds. Yeah, no, we, we play, to, they play tomorrow in an exhibition game against yeah. Columbus, but they'll be playing in the round robin against Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia. And oh. the, the team with the most points will end up with the number one seed and so on down to the number four seed. The other eight teams playing, Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, the Maple Leafs, the Blue Jackets, Panthers, Rangers, and Canadians, they'll play in a knockout round, best of five. I believe, yeah, best of five knockout round, five. and then they will move on to play against the top four seeds. Yeah, again, Boston plays tomorrow night versus Columbus. That will be their first game back since March. And there's all sorts of different angles you can look at this here. Uh, did the Bruins really want to be playing hard in these first three games? I mean, you kind of get robbed of your number one seed that you fought for for 70 games. I know it's a short season, yeah. but you still fought for it. Yeah. So I think our goalie isn't taking this seriously because while I, while I was watching the Pittsburgh and Philadelphia game, Tuka Rask had an interview with one of the uh, NBC coordinators. Um, he said he's approaching these games as practices because he, there's no fans. It just doesn't feel right for him. So he's actually approaching these games as a regular practice. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's just like his exhibition thought towards it or was that for the entire I hope series? It is. I hope I, it I is believe... his exhibition thought. Yeah, he just – you're just adding fuel to the Tuca fire, aren't you? 
<laughs> yeah. You just you just still one of those guys, huh? No, just yeah, kidding. but I, I, I have to tell yeah. about it because it's pretty ridiculous how you think about that. You should take yeah, everything I seriously. I didn't see that one uh, that you said you just saw that. Yeah, I saw that yesterday during the intermission between the uh, first period and second period. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah while I, I was watching that, I saw something really cool too. During that? intermission, they cleaned the benches. Just they cleaned everything. Yeah, they're just being yeah, they're really careful. making sure everybody's safe. Yeah, you you have to be extra careful. I, I don't know if you heard about the Florida Marlins, like seventeen players and coaches or whoever, uh, all infected. They had basically canceled the games through the rest of this week. You know, Florida the, is handling the situation terribly. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> they really are. Like, I mean, I, I've seen on tw- I've seen on Twitter where people are just going to beaches and just partying like crazy. Like yeah, it's not a It's unfortunate that it it's showing so much. Uh, in some of the southern states, Texas was going crazy for a while. I guess they're doing all right. They're starting to bring it back down. Unfortunately, right now, Massachusetts, come on, everybody. In Massachusetts, in this area, cut the shit. Do your quarantines. Don't bounce back and forth. We're starting to rise up again as far as the COVID numbers. So let's just kind of be careful with that. Yeah, Uh, we must take this seriously. Yeah, everybody needs to start taking this seriously. Let's get back to hockey, though, because I'm sick and tired of talking fucking politics and shit. This doesn't need to be a bipartisan issue. It's people's health. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about Pasternak. Pasternak has probably been the most talked about Bruin over the last couple of weeks because when he came it's back, pasta. he came back at the last minute. He yeah. is your number one offensive player. He's the, the co-Rocket Richard trophy holder for this year, winner for this year. And he skated outside of team facilities, I believe they said in the rink at Malden, in what sounds like a pickup game, and was around uh, someone who had or was – in contact with someone with COVID-19. He's missed the last two weeks, as has Andre Kashe. Um, Pasternak, very fortunate for, I think, every Bruins fan out there, was on the team plane on Sunday or Saturday to Toronto. What, what did you think of all that going on? It's, yeah, so, yeah, whenever someone you think has contact with COVID-19, it's pretty dangerous because you never know if you'll have it or not. I mean, me, me and you could have it, and we don't even know. That's what's so scary about this virus. And I understand, but they, yeah. during all that CBA stuff and when the NHL shut down, they came up with some pretty clear plans. And yeah, you know, I know. I don't want that guy suspended for the playoffs for it, but like, you know, this is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it is. This is exactly what we were just talking about, about the numbers in Florida and even up here, right? Yeah, people, some people in America are just not listening. Yeah, and, and, and you've seen the numbers the cases. As well. Yeah, I, yeah, most <laughs> countries are not listening to this well. No, I was just. Kinda... You, you've seen the numbers though; it's they're they're high. Yeah. But yeah, back to Pasternak. Uh, it's again a very scary thought. Like yeah, I know, he, I know his friends were. If you go to the playoffs without Pasternak, you may as well be fucking Montreal. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, I, I like a lot of our team, but you know, if if he's gonna be out fooling around and being a uh, a Tyler Sagan, I'm not saying that he's on that level. But I don't think the Bruins are really looking down. I want to have to post people outside his door. Yeah. Make sure that he's doing the right thing for the playoffs. I mean, this the guy makes six point six six or six point six seven million dollars a year. Yeah, um, and I've seen uh, some practice videos in Pasternak. He looks incredible. Of course, he's. I a love champion. his new hairstyle. A lot I, better. I saw Cassidy. I saw him quoted today as saying that he w- was surprised that he was so 
Lightfoot, he's not afraid of his um, of Pasta's legs. It's going to be more when Pasta's ready to take the contact when he's out there. So yeah. and I'm real glad he's back. I really am. I do wish that he had gotten back a little early. I really wish Andre Kasha had gotten back early because he hasn't even been with the team for like a solid two weeks, right? Yeah, he's, shut down. he's not traveling with the team. It's going to be another yeah, He's not traveling with the team. means once he gets here, once he gets to Toronto, if he gets to Toronto, he's subject to another four-day quarantine up there because he didn't come on, though, because he's got to fly commercial. Mm. Uh, I want to know what's going on there. Did he come in contact with somebody even closer than Pasternak? Yeah, most likely. I mean, they're from the Czech Republic, so, yeah, flying from there to there. Is pretty dangerous. Yeah, was it someone on the plane? Did you know? Did Most you likely, a, yeah. Flying, flying back? from country to country is pretty dangerous right now. That's I another big thing. Been li- That's another fun. big thing right now for the playoffs is unfit to play is the designation for absolutely everything because they don't want you to know if somebody has COVID without that player actually coming out and saying it. Uh, yeah. it you know, it's HIPAA. I understand it. Uh, but you know, you don't even know if somebody's just got a, a bruised, a bruised elbow. You know, it's scary. Yeah, although I don't know, remember the last time a hockey player was on for a bruised elbow. Tuka Rask oh, broke his finger during the training camp. Did yeah. you read about that at all? Yeah, I heard about it. Uh, I think he will be playing still, though. It's only a broken finger, but that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, last I read, and that was probably late last week, was that it. It was broken and broken in practice, but it's uh, it hurt a little when he's squeezing. It's probably gonna bother him throughout the playoffs, uh, at the very least through the first couple of rounds, I would think. Anders Bjork today signs a three-year contract extension with an annual average va- average value of 1.6 million. It's good to see him sticking around. That's a decent number for the Bruins. Yeah, uh, he's actually going to be playing with the first line if Pasternak isn't really. If Pasternak wasn't there, they're actually going to bring him to the first line with uh, Marchand and Bergeron. Yeah, uh, that second line is going to be up for debate with Kasha out because they would, I was reading that they had Studnicka up there. Yeah, uh, he's from Providence. You know, Bjork had spent some time there. I thought that line of Bjork, Krejci, and DeBrusque showed a little, a little something here and there. It just was never consistent. That second line has never been consistent, although the most consistent part being Krejci and DeBrusque. DeBrusque is hot and cold on his own, don't you think? Yeah, they are. They, it could change during this exp- exposition because everybody's kind of been a little rusty, but they could surprise us with some consistency on the ice with uh, their play. I mean, everybody's been practicing too, and they could have, during quarantine, brought up some new stuff, some new strategic plays. So, right. who knows? We'll probably see something new. What else? What else we got going on for the Bruins right now? Um, um, I want to talk about Zach's mission. Okay. Yeah, he's he's been back on the ice recently. The last time we saw him was around the end of 2019. He played a couple like two games, and he did pretty good in them. Yeah, he got injured. Yeah, did he go on? Games. Did he go on December? I think so, and it was a pretty lengthy injury for him too. But now he's back, and he'll probably most likely play during the expedition games. He played in 42 games, seven goals, nine assists, 16 points. Was a plus four with 13 penalty minutes in Providence this year. Yep. And then up in the NHL, four games, two assists, plus one. We didn't really see. Oh, and he won a face-off, so there you go, hundred <laughs> percent. He won a face-off. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah, it's those are gonna be those are gonna be two kids that I'm gonna be interested in seeing what they do in the playoffs. I mean, you think back to a few years back when you first started seeing when you first saw Charlie McAvoy in that Ottawa series that the Bruins ended up losing in six games, but we went through what 
I think we were on a like 12th defenseman or something like that. But Sweeney signed McAvoy straight out of college, straight out of BU, right after the yep. uh, Frozen Pool was over, and he came up and he started impressing. So this will be a good time of year for one of those two guys to show us a little something. Same with Bjork. Uh, you know, Bjork's shown a lot, of, a lot of promise. Yeah, I had read in the past that he wasn't really – he kind of came not with that I-need-to-practice mentality, and I believe that he's been uh, changing that – attitude around to more of a professional level he comes in he comes to practices and he's been doing well so i'd like i can't wait to see hard. i can't wait to see it you know uh there are also some other, some other players that came around too um we had trent frederick who played for a little bit he had good physical contact in some of the games we saw um urko vakaninen also was at practice and uh, a name we never thought we'd ever hear on the nhl <laughs> Euro Vakaninen, the uh, defenseman. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. I, I'd like to see him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and also there was another guy that we haven't heard in, in a long time. Jacob Saboro was there, our first-round draft pick from 2015. Yeah, he's only played a total of two NHL games for Boston, and that was last year. Zaboro, uh was one of the one, two, three picks with DeBrusque and Session. Yeah. So that's that 2015 draft everybody is always crapping on. Uh, yeah, there was before. also uh, Anton Bleet was there too. Yeah, and then for goaltenders, you got uh, Max Legacy and Dan Blader coming yep. up behind Yaroslav Halak and Tuka. Yep. Tyra was out of practice yesterday. I think it just kind of more dings and dinks. Yeah, I think maybe during these expeditions or maybe even the round robin games. Yeah. One of these back goaltenders got to really step up. It's going to be a challenge for them because this is they're all treating this as playoff hockey, so. Somebody who was we'll playing. See if they do well. Well, this all shut down too on defense was Jeremy Lozon. Yep, Jeremy Lozon. He's also a good he, player. I read an article, I think, on NHL.com about uh, him and Matt Grizzlick getting excited to get back together. They were kind of a little off in the uh, in the practices a couple weeks ago, but this time I get it to click a little bit again. They were clicking pretty well before. I think it was Grizzlick who got hurt, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I listened to one of the interviewers on NPC. Yeah. Brian Butcher, by the way. Um, he was talking about how when he got into the building, there was no energy at all. It was, he was, like, by himself. <laughs> kind of yeah. Creepy, but... I saw him. He's, in, he's uh, in between the glass, and they got him in a, in a giant glass yeah, box. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a huge dome. I, I, yeah. When I started, I started laughing, but at the same point, I get the necessary evil. Um, yeah, of he course. Just, he does look so lonely. Now – you you said you watched a, a period or so of the game the other yesterday. Yeah. What are your thoughts about no fans? It's I get it. I mean I know w, like stuff like WWE doesn't. They did it. First, yeah. No. But... No. No. What what's what's your feel for the game when you're doing it? When you watch it's the strange. Game? It's very strange. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I kind of like no it. Fans. I I really kind of like it. Yes, there is something to be said about the crowd roaring after a big hit against the boards or, a, you know, a timely goal. But I was watching the game yesterday, and, I mean, the, the ice up in Toronto just looks so so crystal clear. I love the fact that Toronto's logo isn't on the center of the ice, yet I know they're playing in Toronto. I, I wasn't distracted by any idiot in the crowd doing something stupid or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. It made me yeah. focus more on the game, and I love going to hockey games, live hockey games. But I, I was watching a, a little bit, and I was like, I could kind of dig this. <laughs> yeah. Does that make me a bad person? 
So I'm in the middle of this. Like I'm like there are good and bads in this. Yeah, so the good in this is that yeah, like everything looks nice. I mean, uh, it's just mostly the players that get to play together. I know like disrespectful fans at all, but I think these kind of fans bring uniqueness to the game because they bring a lot of energy into the game. They bring more energy into the players, and that's what they need. Right. I, I said that Rast like it didn't feel right for him to have no fans in it. It's going to be different for them. Yeah, and I think without the think, fans, it's it's a strange feeling. I think the bullies are going to be able to see the puck a little bit easier. Um, you're not going to have the uh, the black rubber going off of fans wearing black, and all of a sudden it disappears in the crowd. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure that can affect play on the ice. So, I, again, I I can't take away from playoff hockey as it was. You're not going to have that big thunderous roar after Tory Crew comes barreling down three quarters of the ice. And slams into somebody again without it. Well, he can't do it without his helmet. He has to go straight to the bench now. But you're not going to have that reaction. And I know that's going to take a little time for the players to get used to. And even us as fans watching the games. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, I just I enjoyed watching it. I, maybe it was just because it was the first hockey game I'd watched since the shutdown. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely really... thought it was easier for me to kind of follow the game. I wasn't distracted looking at stupid stuff like sometimes I do. Yeah, I'm kind of used to seeing this kind of stuff now because I watch uh, like World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, I did watch some of the NBA games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of used to seeing that kind of environment. Yeah, I'm bad. I've been watching golf. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, whatever. So I, I, that's, <laughs> that's how you know you're getting old, Tyler. You just start watching golf on Sundays instead of – Yeah, I like golf. It's fun, else. but – I, I didn't. I didn't. I actually know you were a fan of golf. You never <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, I, I play golf very poorly, but I do play golf. Nice. Uh, played a couple times this summer once everything opened up, uh, and I saw. Yeah. Still, so that's never yeah, really. I did it when I was a little kid doing golf. We'll do some predictions in a minute, but before we do that, Tyler, what did you think about the Seattle nickname? I actually really like it. It's. I. I did not think of the name Kraken. It, it was a really unique one. I love the logo and the jersey. It's it's to me it's simple. I like the colors. I, yeah, I love uh, the colors. I definitely, I definitely like the name. I like the name the Kraken. Uh, I call my daughter the Kraken, so I might have to buy her some Seattle gear. We hate uh, Seattle. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I was yeah. a big. I like Nashville when they first came into the league. I like. I mean, who didn't like the Golden Knights with the story that they had when they first came into the league? Seahawks. <laughs> so there's going to be the 2021 expansion draft, right? That's when they come in, is 2021? Yeah. Um, no, seriously, so I am excited to see this team. I think they'll be pretty good in their first yeah, year. It'll we be saw good. the biggest Golden Knights. They were even really good. The numbers again. Get it, yeah. get it back to even numbers. That way you see the top half in the playoffs every year. Um, yeah, and Seattle's Oasis are the hockey team. They're a good sports. Yeah, good I, sports didn't, I didn't know what else you were really going to call them. Was it going to be, you know, did you want, did you really want to do, um, I don't know, you got the Seattle Seattle Mariners, the Seattle Sonics with basketball, you know, the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Where, where else were you going to go? You had to kind of go more out to sea, I thought. You know, Seattle yeah, Mariners. So, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely like really, the They can cracking. really bring some – you, you, know, into... you know you're just going to hear what's-his-name just say release the Kraken before every game. So he's going to make some more money <laughs> off of that. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see this team. I'm really excited <laughs> to see it's opening night. I think they'll kill it. All right, now we're going to move on to our predictions. We'll head out to the east. 
Uh, we'll predict the first round. Best of five, Tyler. Carolina versus the Rangers. Who do you think's got the best of five series there, Tyler? I've got Carolina in three. I, yeah. it's, it's weird for me to say that because we don't normally play these kind of games in five games. It's, it's, it's a weird new yeah, cycle. This is in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Carolina in three. They were the darlings out of the East last year. little Cinderella story that ended right up here in Boston. Actually, it ended in Carolina, but ended because of Boston sweeping them out of the playoffs. I yeah. think they're going to have a good run. Uh, I'm going to say Carolina yeah. in four. Okay. And I, I know – I think New York could try and get some wins in this game, in these games. They could do it in five. Um, they really are the underdogs of this Eastern Conference. Nobody's looking at New York as, for winning this cup. I don't even think the people really in New York are looking at, at them. Fulton is like Henrik Lundqvist. Like, yeah. they, they keep saying, will he ever win a cup? It could uh, happen. I don't think it's this, this year. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist was a great goaltender in his prime, but I unfortunately think that has passed. Yeah, uh, his one she, chance was that we got those LA Kings and didn't work. Yeah. Most of the finals. Yeah, when they lose in five games? I think so, yeah. Five or six, I think. Lost in like uh, overtime. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, it's beyond Lundqvist out there, and I think he's really the only big name. Uh, I mean, you get a Temi Panarin out there, he's up for a couple of awards, uh, and he is a serious goal scorer. I mean, he's up for the heart. He's up for the Ted Lindsay. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't really think Panarin's really going to carry them. And not, with, not with that oh, yeah. thing up there. So, uh, yeah. So, you're calling for Carolina in the sweep. I'm calling for the yeah. four games. And uh, on to the Islanders, Florida Panthers. I uh, have New York Islanders in three. Did you just hit puberty again? Congratulations. So, you got another sweep. In that series, Islanders beat Florida. I don't believe in Bobrovsky, but I think this one's actually going to go five. I say the Islanders in five on this one. Um, yeah, I, this is a very close series. I think Bobrovsky can have some good games, but I think I he'll blow it. Yeah, I, I think I think the Islanders are going to go up quick, say maybe yeah. 2 nothing in the series and get a little overconfident. Yeah. And, you know, it'll, Florida's going to push them to the brink, but I think it's going to be the Islanders in five on this one. Yeah, the Islanders are a very strategic team that I think are ready for the playoffs and for the Stanley Cup Finals. As much crap as I like to talk about Bobrovsky being a terrible goaltender, um, I know our buddy at Jimmy Shave, Long Lines Podcast, loves Bobrovsky. Uh, Actually, he loves him better than Tuka Rask, I should say, but I I just don't believe in him. New York in five. Moving on to the Pittsburgh-Montreal series. Um, Tyler, you're up. Pittsburgh, Montreal, best of five. Oh, this is an easy one. Pittsburgh's going to sweep Montreal. Are you going to do a sweep of sweeps? <laughs> Are you going to sweep through the East? This is, this, is, this is an easy sweep right here. No, I mean, absolutely. Pittsburgh is just a special team, man. They have a lot of players on this team that can be playoff specialists, like Crosby, Malkin. Yeah. You yeah, got I mean, Matt Murray, who played very well in this game against Philadelphia in the expedition. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. We all know who Pittsburgh is. They got yeah, plenty of talent a, up there. A special playoff team. You, you can't say that about Montreal right now. Carey Price is at the edge of his, the back edge of his prime, if you ask me. Um, I don't think he's going to carry the team, not just with Brendan Gallagher and an old Shea Weber. Um, yeah. And Claude Giroux. Excuse me. Um, I mean, I, I liked him in Boston, and his time was up here. I don't know if he's really adapted to how the NHL is kind of – Yeah, all these, like, new coaching changes have really 
I like a good defensive game, but you can't win every game one to nothing, and that's still his style. Uh, And when you you see, like, a book of Bruce Cassidy, I mean, he's been changing the Bruins. Claude Julian hasn't really done much for Montreal. All he's really had is, like, Shea Weber, Brennan Gallagher. Nothing really special has come out of them for the playoffs. No, I mean, I I don't even think they made it last year, and they just made it. They're 500 this year. They weren't really going to make the playoffs if this season had kind of played out. They were yeah. eight points behind the Rangers at the, in the 15th spot. Uh, not the 15th, I'm sorry. In the 12th spot. Uh, 11th spot, excuse me. Oh, my God. Learn to count, Dave. All right, moving on. Let's get away from Montreal. They just suck. Let's just face it. We all hate them. Yes, we do. <laughs> all right, Columbus, Toronto. Toronto is actually the home team in this one. Uh Better points. Well, same amount of points, just more wins. Uh, I'm going Columbus in five on this one. I don't. I think this is going to be a true to form Toronto Maple Leafs team. They're, they'll fight their opponent tooth and nail, yeah, tooth and nail in a series, but they're just not going to be able to take it out. Yeah, uh, even if they Columbus win, in five. Even if they win, I think they'll get demolished by the Bruins. But uh, yeah. back to the Columbus. Uh, I think Columbus will win it too. I'd love to see Columbus and Boston go at it. I want them to win. And I think they will. They have a lot of good players on that team, like Bjorkstrand, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And they have good uh, good defense, like Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. A lot of good players that can be – that can really prove beneficial for the playoffs for Columbus. And last but not least, John Tortorella, amazing coach, no nonsense. And he's there for the uh, Jack Adams Award he this is. year. He's up there with Elaine Bino and Bruce Cassidy. All right, so I missed your prediction. It's Columbus and how many? Columbus and four for me. Columbus and four. All right, you didn't want to do the sweep of sweeps, huh? No. That's all right. Only, only Pittsburgh and Montreal. Maybe the only sweep. <sighs> no, you you picked Carolina to in three. The Islanders in three. Pittsburgh in three. I thought you were going for the sweep of sweeps. I thought you were going to sweep. When I meant by sweep, I meant just absolute domination. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help the bust your chops sometimes, Tyler. You know that. All right, let's head out west. Games will be played in Edmonton. Uh, top four teams out there. St. Louis, Colorado, Las Vegas, and Dallas will be in a round robin to see who gets the one, two, three, and four seeds, just like out east. Games that will be starting on Saturday, we will start with Edmonton and is the home team versus Chicago. Chicago just making it into the playoffs with at 32, 30, and 8 with 72 points. They are just slightly better than the Montreal Canadiens, folks. And Edmonton has Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid. They're playing a lot of their games uh, in memory of their good friend Colby Cave. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that Chicago doesn't have the horses for this one. And I'm they're, not, they're not what they used to be. Four, just because yeah. I think they'll have a hiccup in one game. Yeah, I think yeah Edmonton in four. I think the first game will go to Chicago, and then they'll pick up the heat. Yeah, you know, I, McDavid I, and I think it's gonna be a uh, Edmonton goes up to Chicago fights for their life. I mean, you still got Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane on that team, and yeah, and, and but then veterans. you look at and then you look at McDavid and Drysaddle on Edmonton. Those are young players that are. Showing a lot of promise in the league. Could be one of the greatest we've seen. Especially yeah, Connor just, McDavid. 
I just don't think Chicago's going to go out without a fight, especially getting this um, this second this second chance at the playoffs there, you know, because that's, yeah. that's really what it – for, for Chicago and Montreal, like seriously, 505-14 winning percentages, you shouldn't be a playoff team, and you, got, you have an opportunity to get in. So if you make the best of it, good for you, but you get to yeah. really – tall orders to fill right there. Yeah. Sorry, Chicago, you're not who you used to be. No, unfortunately not. And I mean Corey Crawford's not even what he used to be. He started this yeah. on the unfit list, you know. Um yeah. he was having a tough season anyway. So, you know, I, I just Edmonton I, I think I'll have that one little hiccup game. Go up to Chicago fights for their life, pulls it out maybe in double overtime and then Edmonton yeah. wins it in four. Yeah. It'll be, right. a, it'll be a good series. Absolutely. All right. Yep. Next series is last year's number one President's Trophy winning team, the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, let's see. Calgary with 79 points. The Jets with 80. Yet Calgary is the higher seeded team due to percentage points. Who do you think is going to win this one, Tyler? This is a tough one, but I got Calgary in the five. I don't think Calabuck's going to be able to maintain the pressure of a final game. I think it'll end in OT as well. And we could see a player like Kachuk. And uh, or maybe Patrick Line do some amazing stuff in that series. I think Magic Kachuk's gonna make a huge difference in this in this playoff series. You know him as a trash talking, really good star player. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll make. A, I think he'll do uh, make a significant impact on this playoff series. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go with Winnipeg on this one. Um, okay. I like Hellebuck. Uh, I think he's gonna have a a good series. He was uh. Great, a really good goaltender here in UMass. He's had some pretty decent seasons out in Winnipeg. Uh, he, uh, I don't think Calgary has uh, really full-on recovered from their loss last year. Uh, unlike Tampa Bay, who was swept out in the first round, Calgary, uh, I think, lost five games. But they were, they were kicking everyone's ass, and then all of a sudden they weren't. Um, I think the Jets are going to pull this one off. And five games, and, you know, you have yeah. This Patrick this is gonna be a close series. Uh, Patrick Lane, uh, Blake Wheeler. Uh, who else is out there? Patrick Schleffel. 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 Yeah. All right. You know, I I don't know. I, I I see the I see the Kachuk. I see the Johnny Gaudreau out in Calgary. I, I it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough series, but I'm gonna go Jets yeah. in five. Okay. I have Flames in five. There you go. We finally disagree on something. <laughs> it's a close series. They're good. Yeah, They're both been, real good teams. We've been calling pretty much down the uh, same, but that one. All right. Next up is going to be the Nashville Predators and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I am going Nashville here. I will pick Nashville over Arizona almost every day. Nashville essentially – the number six seed, I guess. I mean, they're the, the home team here against Arizona. And two words really on why I'm picking Nashville, and this is uh, Taylor Hall. Don't believe in Taylor Hall. I don't believe he's done good things when I, with any team he's gone to. He's a number one pick who's now been traded, what, twice? Yeah. From Edmonton to New Jersey and then from New Jersey to Arizona. And there's already talk, is Arizona even going to sign him or are they going to if he's not under contract, I'm not sure. Or are they gonna just try and trade him again, see what they can get for him? I want to give him a, I want to give you a bag of used pucks. So I am gonna go Nashville and I'm gonna go Nashville and three on this one. 
I got Nashville in four. I think Arizona had that one good game, and then everything was start to t- tumble down. I think I think Nashville will pull this off. They got guys like Roman Yossi, really good goaltending. Really good, really good amount of forwards on that team, too. Yeah, I got Nashville in four. I, I just don't think Arizona could pull it off because, as you said, Taylor Hall. Yeah, I, might be, it I, just seems like everywhere he goes, like there was how many number one and number – how many number one picks in a row did they have up there in Edmonton? And he did, they couldn't get their shit together. I know. You know, and then they trade him, and, you know, they have McDavid and Dreisaitl now and Nurse. I mean – I don't remember the one of those other guys. One of was a bomb. I called them in January. I said in January the Edmonton Oilers were going to be playing the uh, Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. You know? Yeah. I, I've never said that once about a Taylor Hall team. Uh, all right. Final game we have on the docket. Final series, excuse me, we have on the docket is Vancouver, Minnesota. Tyler? Um, I have Vancouver in uh, yeah. three. You're going Canucks, huh? Yep, I got Canucks in three. I don't, I, Minnesota, that, that team's not going to do anything in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know how they even made it, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're going to let the Blackhawks in, why not the, the Wild? Wild the yeah, Wild has well. five more points than them, almost a half a percentage point better and wins. Uh, I'm going Vancouver in four, maybe five. Well, I'm going to stick with four. Uh, I I think they have, you know, rookie Calder candidate, um, Quinn Hughes. Uh, I think they have uh, Elias Pettersson, too. A, 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 yeah, a lot, Elias of team. a lot of young, a lot of young talent, talent, a lot of hungry talent. And yeah. you know what? I think Minnesota has gotten too old. Uh, I think they've had some chances, and they just have never been able to put it together. Yeah. They have good players, but I don't think guys like Zach Parise. And Who, who's the goalie for – Ryan uh, Suter, good, good leaders. Who's the goalie for Vancouver? What's his name? Well, it's, Carter, no, not him. Um, that's Buffalo. I got to check. In Minnesota, it's what Dubnik, and I just I don't really full on believe in him. Um, yeah, I I just think Vancouver is a younger team. I mean, you look at their stats for the year: thirty six, twenty seven, plus eleven. Uh, yeah, Thatcher Demko, plus... that's the goaltender. Okay, real I mean, good one. He had a good start in the season. Yeah, not really a household name, but you know he's been playing well this year. I, I just think. Yeah, I'm st- I'm going Vancouver in four. Right, so the only series we really disagree on is uh, Calgary Jets. You want to take a friendly uh, friendly bet on this one, Tyler? Let's do it. Just on that one, it's the only one we seem to really disagree on. All right, what yeah. are we doing? Burger King. Uh, <laughs> I love Burger King. Luz is gonna buy Burger King and bring it by the other one's house since we can't go what together. Got about it because you know quarantine. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll call it a $50 limit. How's that? Fun. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, I, I got to get finishing up here. Uh, it's definitely great talking with you. We made a few. I know. Minutes. I love to be back. I love to be back doing this podcast, man. I've really missed it. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, we had a lot of mishaps in this, but it's our first time in this uh, new age of living in a podcast and home. Yeah. We've, doing, we've been doing these Zoom calls for the first time. A lot of fun. I, I love Zoom. It's a really good yeah. platform for uh, doing meeting people online. I'm sure. I'm sure they're having tons of fun with it over at Zoom too, with all the I know. free press and whatnot. Uh, one last thing on the way out, though. Let's talk. Let's do some quick predictions on some of these NHL awards. Hot trophy: yeah. Drysaitel, McKinnon, or Panarin. Drysaitel. He Dreisaitl. had an incredible season. You see the points he made. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going with Dreisaitl on this one. Norris Trophy, yeah. John Carlson, Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi. John Carlson. Yeah, I, I, like, the start of his season was incredible. He had the most goals. He, he's, a, defenseman. he's a good – he's a real good defenseman. Uh, the other, Don't get me wrong, the other two are very good defensemen too, but the Norris is kind of more of a – you know, went from the best defensive defenseman to, you know, who's got the most points over the last, you know, couple of decades. But John Carlson – Great defenseman with some scoring touch. Absolutely, John Carlson. Uh, the Vesna, Hellebuck, Tuka Rask, uh, Vasilevsky. Gotta go with Vasilevsky. I think you'll get it. It's a tough one. I think it's, it's going to be Vasilevsky. It, it's a tough one, and I won't be surprised if it's Vasilevsky, but I'm going Tuka. That's my call. I I, uh, I feel like he's had a better year than Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky didn't really turn it on and, until the last, like, what, 30 games? Yeah, they had a huge the shutdown. Huge get some Tuka was more consistent throughout the year. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, all right, and to the Selkie, Petrie's Bergeron, of course, uh, nine straight years on that. Sean Couturier and Ryan O'Reilly. It might be Ryan O'Reilly. He's a really good center and forward on the defense. Yeah, I, I mean, Bergeron didn't miss as many games this year as he has, and uh, he's been kind of slipping a little yeah, on the he's, he's produced the points. Produced the points. Produced the points, but uh, I – I'm going to go Ryan O'Reilly on this one as well. I mean, okay. I don't want to do it, but I have to. Uh, the Lady Bing, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, and Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I'm going uh, McKinnon on this one. Same. I got McKinnon too. Uh, the Ted Lindsay Award is also a, uh, the same as the Hart, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, or Panarin. I'm going Dreisaitl. Yeah, Dreisaitl for me too. Uh, Calder, Quinn Hughes, Dominic Kubiak. I think I hope I said that right. Or Kale McCarr. Uh, probably Quinn Hughes. Uh, it, I I yeah. do like Kale McCarr. I think he got hurt. If it's not one of, I, I think it's one of those two. I think I'm leaning more towards Hughes, but I could definitely make a case for Kale McCarr. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we'll go with the Jack Adams best coach, Bruce Cassidy, John Tortorella, Elaine Vigneault. Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy. Have you seen uh, the standings? I know Philly's kind of. Yeah, have you seen the standings after going to Game Seven after being one of the best teams in the league last year as well? I agree. Tortorella, good coach, uh, and you know he's been playing with Don yeah. Anderson for most, if not all, of the year. Elaine Vigneault has really brought Philly back to life, um, but I'm going Cassidy. I think he deserves it this year. Okay. All right, Tyler. That's all I got for you tonight. Anything else for you? Do you want to talk about any updates we've had during this quarantine? Nah, I've just been back to work for a couple of weeks myself. What about you, sir? I've been doing quite a bit of stuff during quarantine. Uh, well, for the first couple of months, I didn't really do much. It was a confusing time for us all, as we all know. So I, I didn't really do much. Then around June, I actually started this voice acting stuff. I had this huge session thing. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's, it's confidential. But it was a lot of fun when I did. I got some good opportunities out of it. Wait, wait, am I talking to a spy here? I got some super confidential shit you can't share with us? Nope. Is this just a massive Tyler Scales uh, tease? I like it. Yeah, but I'll tell you what's not a tease. It's my new voiceover studio I have. Um, It's in my room. I have a lot of soundboards around my room now. Nice. Yep, I have an actual really decent microphone I'm using. Oh, good. I, 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 figured, I didn't realize that your studio was so secret, and I just figured you didn't want to get dressed. That's why you weren't on the video for this today. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't need to be, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing these voiceover stuff. That's good. It's definitely a passion for me. 
I've had a lot of fun doing it. Well, we, Good we times. Did, we did put up a link to your uh, your voice your voiceover demo, which I thought was phenomenal. Hopefully, this that's working out for you, and I'm glad that you're happy about it. But I do have to go for the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And Tyler Skills. And we hope to talk to you next week. Bye. Short-handed bid. Marshawn and Bergeron going to work. Marshawn turns to the forehand, holds. The Bruins will begin the second period on the penalty kill. The short-handed breakaway and a save by Schneider. Marshawn, short-handed. He's swinging back to get into that penalty killing formation through the neutral zone, but David Krejci fresh on the ice, replaces Bergeron. Um, shit. We gotta do that whole sketch over. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting!